hello pyjama okay i know you're watching me in there and uh, and you're saying it's comfortable we didn't have to come by the way you're missing we are in a fanciest club in the city of manhattan right now cannot show you what's going on here you have like decoration and curtain and outside and people and table from marble green marble you miss anyway i'm here to tell you the story of vaera and the story of vaera go like this basically this is after parashat lech lecha avraham or avram is established a connection to the creator and he established something that we will call in our generation quantum physics he has established the concept of quantum physics which is one god before avram everybody believed that there is more than one force avram discovered that there is actually one force that created many aspects of that force that was not exist before the only thing that was exist yeah. before it was god of the fire god of the goodness god of the bad there's no such a thing for me we can learn also When you go into a rough time, I hear some Jewish people always say, oh my God, uh, this is uh, 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 the negative side that, that attacked me. There is really no negative side. The negative side is actually working for the good side too, meaning God. So God's sending the negative side to make sure to attack you on a daily basis, every minute, every day, all day. So you say, well, why? Why would he do this to me? Because how do you think you get stronger how do you think you get reward what are you going to get reward for for doing good for doing good you don't get reward for doing good you get reward for overcoming the bad always remember that a person when, when you when those of you have kids or those of you have grandkids you want to make sure they grow well it's not about how, how money how much money they're going to make or what kind of dream they're going to achieve that's good what is that they overcome success real success what is that you are overcome not what did you achieve achieving is one thing what you overcome is another thing so it's two forces all the time so avraham we look at the story avraham vayar elav hashem belonem avraham hashem yutke vavkei tajagamatan is revealing to avraham in a city in a place called mamre of course i mean i can make this lecture for five hours and i will tell you why dafka mamre why mamre mamre is a person who's actually advised avraham to go for the brit avraham 99 years old this was worry as a rock he has to circumcise himself painful it's not pleasant so Mamre had to convince him to do it that's why it happened here so Avram is seeing now three angels but he didn't know they were angels they look like Ishmaelim Ishmaelim are not Muslim they are Arabs I hope you understand Muhammad came about after what is it 1700 years ago 1200 years ago that's Islam before that there was no Islam I don't know if you know that it was first it was Arabs Arab didn't practice Islam because it was no Islam Arab practice something called idol worshiping that was the practice in Mecca was the center of idol worshiping Muhammad married for the second time a very wealthy woman she was a widow he came up with a story and I have to say it's a story as the Rambam explained it he came up with a story that the angel Gabriel talked to him and the angel Gabriel told him to create a new religion why is it a story because whoever didn't listen get killed because he had enough money to hire a good army that they have to listen to him and that's how Islam was established Islam be based on a book called Quran Quran is not a religious book by the way those of you who challenge you if you have Muslim friend it's not a religious book it's a philosophy book it's a big difference okay it's a philosophy it's not a religious book and uh, I just want to make sure even I've been asked not to get off the parasha but I want to I want to tell you this 
so you see three Arabs guests, he didn't know they are angel, but you know that angel don't have, they cannot bend their knee, they don't have joint. For that reason, he say, meaning lean on the tree. You can see it, but at least you can lean on the tree. And he's treating them. For me, we know that the Arabs and the Jew have hospitality. Remember, Arabs and Jew both have hospitality because we are the children of Abraham. Hospitality is one of the first mitzvot that you will have as a person. If in your house, for example, you have the smallest apartment in Manhattan, but nobody visits you ever in your house. It's a, it's a crime. You're actually destroying your life. You got to have a guest once a month. Once a month, got to have a guest, even for a tea. Because you, they doing you a favor. You're not doing them a favor by giving them tea. I know some people at home, they call me and say, it's, it's cold, I don't feel the energy. I said, do you have a guest? No, it's going to continue to be cold. So don't ever let your house go one month without a guest. I don't care how small it is, or how ugly it is, or you don't have enough chair, or you don't have enough table. Stop. Stop with that excuse. Bring a sandwich, put it on the table, call your friend Yosef and say, Yosef, I have a sandwich for you. That's what I have. Please come and eat with me. They are actually making your home with so much energy. Always have a guest. Remember that. You don't have a guest, it's not good for you. Hospitality is one of the strongest mitzvot. We know it from this week, Parsha, that Avram is actually in the middle of conversation with Yud Kevavka, Tarjagamadan. He let it go for the sake of treating people nice and getting into his house. So they're telling him that his wife will give a birth to Isaac. Sarah listened to it, and as Sarah listened to it, uh, uh, she's laughing, and as she laughing, God said, why is she laughing? She doesn't believe in me. Sarah said, I never said I don't believe in you. Basically, if you look in Rashi, you look at the commentary, Sarah was laughing because she got her period. She was only 90, Avram was only 100, she got her period back, but she was laughing because her husband was 100, so she was questioning if he physically had the capability to have children. But God didn't want Avram to know that that's why she laughed, to create Shlom Bait, Shlom Bait meaning peace among them. So God kind of joined that idea as if Sarah did something wrong. So Avram would not even know that she was thinking that about him. What do we learn from this part? We learn about the Shlom Bait. You know, making peace between two people is more important than anything. Amavi Shalom Ben Adam Lechavro. We say it every morning in that fila. So to bring peace between people, it's so, so important that you can actually light a white light for the sake of putting people together. Anyway, so the parasha continue, and then we have the story of Sedom and Gemorah. And Sedom and Gemorah, God is coming to Abraham, he's telling him, listen, Abraham, we're going to get rid of those people, they're bad. Remember the same thing happened to Noah, but Noah just build the boat and build the boat and build the boat and hope that they will stop him. But it didn't stop him. Under the uh, 30 years is building something and nobody even stopped him. And now they're coming to Avraham and they tell him, we're going to kill all those people. Avraham starts to negotiate with God. Maybe there is 50 righteous, maybe 45, maybe 40, 30, 20, 10. Once he got to minion 10, there is no 10 in, uh, good people in his dome. So he's back off and uh, uh, he starts... Uh, getting to a point that he's saving his nephew, the famous Lot, the son of Aran. <clears throat> and we see that the angels, each one of them has only one job. Angel cannot do two jobs. Let's, let's say Raphael, the angel Raphael, come to help Abraham with the circumcision. It was painful. But he also came, uh, uh, and Gabriel came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Michael came to resurrect the womb of um, Sarah. Sarah was not born with a womb. 
She was born like a man. She didn't have the ability to have children. So Michael is the angel of resurrection. He's putting every angel as a job. Gabriel is destruction. It's called left column angel. So Gabriel went to Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Gabriel went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and Michael went to Sodom and Gomorrah to save Lot. One to save Lot, one to destroy the city. So angel can only do one job. They can don't do more than one job. And uh, when about the, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, the family of Lot is living. His wife, looking backward, she become uh, short, uh, Netziv Belach. Many, many commentary about why she looked back. It's the idea is when there is judgment, it's called achoraim, meaning it's backward. So any type of judgment, sometimes there is judgment in your area, make sure you give your back to the judgment, not your face. Once you're facing the judgment, let's say if there is accident on the highway, don't ever look at it. When you look, Rabbi Isaac Luria said, when you look at the accident, you're drawing all the energy from that into your soul. The eyes has a lot of power. It's not just the ear. You don't see it. It's called Evela Ein. There's a name for it. So Evela, Ozen, Evela Af. There is different, five senses have a lot of frequency, a lot of energy. The eyes is when you look at something negative, you are actually drawing it into your soul. Just be aware of that. You're aware that uh, uh, you take it seriously. So Lot is basically leaving the city. Something very weird happened that most rabbis don't like to talk about it. Basically, Lot is in a city called uh, Tzohar. And he's living, and his two daughters decide that they are the end of the world and they have to sleep with their father. Both of them. Both of them sleep with their father. Both of them get pregnant. One, one get pregnant with Moab, the Moab, like where Ruth came from, and one get pregnant with Ammon, the Ammonite. Okay? The, in the first one, if you, if you look at the Torah this week, you're going to see that in the first one there is a dot when he say when she slept with her father. In the second one, there is no dot. What is that dot when you're going into it? It's a proof that from her will come the Messiah. So you are telling me from that type of intercourse, the father-daughter intercourse, the Messiah will be born. And the answer is yes. Mashiach ben David come from that intercourse. What is that explained to us? I mean, it's a difficult one to swallow. I mean, how can he tell me like, this is too far, too much. And the answer is a lot of time, a great things, happening from a bad things. A lot of time you look at yourself and say, oh my God, look at myself. I'm so bad in that area. Your worst part of your personality, that's your Mashiach ben David. Every person has Mashiach in, inside of them. We all have Mashiach. We all have a spark of Mashiach. There's no uh, uh, one unique person, but you have a spark. The spark of the Mashiach sitting exactly in the worst part of your personality. That's where it is. That's why it doesn't come yet. Because that's the one part I cannot overcome. Some people is jealousy. Some people is lust. You know, L-U-S-T. They can't. They can help themselves. Food, sex, drugs, something. So that's the Mashiach. You, you, we all have something. We need to find out what it is and understand and make some choices because tonight I'm going to talk about choices, how to make choices, what to change, if I can change it even. After that, after that, the story of Abimelech and Sarah and uh, Abimelech thinks again this is sister why is Avram playing that game she's my sister she's my sister uh, play, keep playing this game because there is no ira. what is this ira? I keep repeating Avram no ira, no ira. ira mean that you're getting into a city that they have no awareness like yesterday somebody sent me a video from Russia I think south of Russia that's the place with no ira that the people went to the airport. I don't know, know the name of the city with Pakistan. D. 
Yeah. So they come and attack like like ants, like a bad ants, like ants who have a bad day, you know? And uh, screaming, you know? Like I, I stop, I mean, my, my family told me to stop it. I, I stopped some of those crazy people. And I told them, hey, do you know where uh, Palestine is? Like, I want to know if they know. I don't know. I don't know. It's around uh, Tahiti. I said, Tahiti? Who is, who is? <laughs> they have no clue. I said, I said, what are you fighting? You even know what you're fighting? Like, so that's called no yir'ah. Yir'ah meaning awareness. There's sometimes you meet people, there is no yir'ah. And they have no understanding. There's no value. There's no respect to women and children. There's no, like, it's all about the muscle. That's mean no yir'ah. If you have strong muscle, you're welcome to our place. If you have strong brain, uh, go away. No, 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 we don't want you here. So they attack the people who are more gentle, more nice, more kind. And that's a sad thing that's happening that our universe allow it. Our universe is allowing it. It's not about, like you saw what happened in the UN today, I'm sure you saw it, that Israel where the, the yellow the yellow star, all of, all of the representatives where the yellow star today. And they say something incredible. They say, you're not even condemned. So you're not even condemning. Every Israeli say what I say. It's our verse now. If you're not condemned, you're part of them. Meaning, you are, in 1944, when the Nazi killed so many of us, he didn't condemn then. And it started happening. You don't condemn now. What, what, what are you doing on 48th Street? What are you doing there? On that, uh, what was it, 48 or 47? What are you doing there? What are you doing all day now? And if you see the amount of condemn against Israel, and I'm sorry to sound political, uh, is more than all the country together. Iran doesn't do anything wrong, Russia nothing wrong, Israel. Those of you who visit Israel, and if you didn't, please visit Israel. We're expecting 1.2 million people to move back to Israel after the war, by the way, from all over the, all over the world. All Jewish people start thinking about, we're done. We realize we're not safe nowhere. That's it. Done. That's what people start speaking, by the way. 1.2 expectation of it never happened, that people moving to Israel, they want to live there. And uh, I think I'm telling you, Mashiach is uh, knocking on uh, knocking on our door. Yeah. Anyway, so Sarah is giving birth, and everything is beautiful. We have Isaac being born, and Avram uh, uh, making mishte. You know, after two years of breastfeeding, you're supposed to make a party because you cannot feed the baby more than two years. Two years is the maximum. If you if you breastfeeding, two years is the maximum. You cannot do more than two years. Um, and of course, she doesn't like Agar to be around, the concubine, with her son Ishmael. The question is why? Is she just in a bad mood? Is she just jealous? Sarah, we talk about Sarah. We talk about a woman that is higher. When you read about Sarah in the Zohar, who she was, she's in a higher place that all rabbi that you guys know from the Mishnah, from the Gemara, from the, she's in that place. So she cannot be coming from jealousy. She saw that uh, Agar, who was a, a gift that Pharaoh gave her, and her son started doing idol worshiping. So she said, I gotta let them go. She told Abraham, they will destroy everything we built. You build the Yir'ah, Babakum. You build the awareness in your house. Don't let people come to your house who have no Yir'ah, who have no kavod, who have no respect, who have no value of thing. That's why if you expose your kids, I see something that's happening a lot in schools in Upper East Side, unfortunately, that I see that kids been exposed to a lot of things. And when they're exposed to a lot of things, they're losing the Yir'ah. They're losing that, uh, good fear. There is bad fear and there is good fear. Bad fear is when you're afraid of everything. Uh, good fear is a fear from 
an older man that you give respect to. Like you can tell right away from the kids, like you're in front of the elevator and the kids push the old man and want to go in first. That's when something is wrong with the parents. Always remember, it's not the teacher, the parents. The parents is not doing a good job. Kids who misbehave, parents. Parents. In the old days, you can blame the parents, but today is everybody become like California. You can they can sue you for that. So if you say it's the parents, it become California here. You can hey, who's your parents? Like in my time, not only they say who's your parents, they would take me by the ears to my father, and my father will make sure that I will remember it how to behave. It's, it's a new time. We think as we become modern, we become better. No, not in everything. Something yes, something no. In the education, unfortunately, uh, there is more room for mistake. We are more open-minded. It's great to be open-minded, but how far is this open-minded set is going to take? You know, is there is, uh, don't be aggressive, but also don't be passive. Be assertive. Be between. Got to find the between part. And uh, I don't see enough parents educated uh, their kids of respecting of other human beings. And that's there is no yira. Um, after that, look what it says. Avram has been tested by God. But the Zohar said, it's not test. Nisa, don't write it with Samech A, write it with Sin, Imshim. So Nisa meaning elevated. God elevated Avram, that's why he tested him. So when you're going through a test, do you really think is God trying to help you with something? Or you look at it like, oh God, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. He's like a, a friend of mine who just giving, he's a famous public speaker, great public speaker, I think one of the best. And he's traveling the world, he's doing everything. And we are in touch uh, many years ago. So when he was single, before he got married, he said, Eliyahu, I'm becoming pretty famous. And it's a problem. So how bad? So listen, uh, you know, girls are after me and I cannot push them away. And I, I want to focus on my spirituality. So you teach me to, to meditate. And it's confused with what I'm supposed to say. And, and uh, so he told me the story that he was giving one of the largest lectures, 500 people in, uh, in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And very important people from the White House was there. And he became famous, like on the news. And... Uh, 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 where he was doing it, it was a family who invited him, but they invited him for the wrong reason. And uh, I remember he called me from there and said, to me, I have a big problem. I said, how bad? I said, well, the daughter of that family who invited me, it's a huge home, he described it. And he said, she's, she's, she liked me a little bit too much. She's hitting on me. What to do? I said, well, uh, the best thing is, if you're not interested, just lock the door and forget where you put the key. I said, yeah, I can't forget where I put the key. So do you remember how to lock the door? I said, I'm not sure I remember how to lock the door. I said, ah, oh, I said to him, oh, so you're playing. I said, well, I'm not playing, but you know, Eliyahu, this is, I feel like God tried to tell me something. He tried to connect us. So, well, if that's what you feel, then keep the door open. I said, no, but I feel it's the wrong. And he get confused. How do you know to make the right thing? How do you make the right choice? How do you know this is right and this is wrong? How do you know when Abraham, when Abraham elevate himself, and Abraham really elevate himself, and he say, take your son, your only son, and sacrifice your own son. And, and in the end, God is not the one who tell him, don't do it. Who is the one who tell him, don't do it? The angel. So you look at the angel, 
is the one who tell Avram not to do it. How can an angel cancel God? So the commentary say that angel can cancel God because only God can tell you to kill a person. Only God can tell you to kill a person. But everything below God can always tell you, keep that person alive. And I, I, like, I like that explanation. Anyway, choices, my friend. Tonight is about choices. I'm, I'm here to teach you about free will. I'm here to teach you about how do we make choices? How do we make the right thing? How do we know right from wrong? How do we know this is good, this is wrong? Because sometimes, you know, when you are uh, into something, a lot of time you feel like you're doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. I meet many people who say, okay, I find a soulmate. I know this is the one, blah, blah, blah. Ta -da -da. Two and a half years later, oh, well, yeah, I'm getting divorced. Oh, what happened? It was the one, the wedding, the chupa cost you so much money. The, the, the expensive wine, red wine, white wine, the, the, the party, band. Gone. That's it. Was that the right choice or the wrong choice? Choices, you know, the beautiful thing about choices, something I heard from a wonderful mentor, Rabbi Parnas is them, Rabbi Parnas from Williamsburg, many years ago. He say he, he, he speak Yiddish, but then he translated to me. He said to me, Aliyah, choices are like chulent. Chulent, those of you who don't know what chulent is, like a, it's a dish that you cook for, you know, chulent, yeah. Chamin, yeah, it's, it's a bean. Everybody, somebody doesn't know what chulent is? Okay, it's, it's a bean stew that you're supposed to leave it on Friday night and it, in the, the, the next morning after the filah, you're eating it. Chulent, say, oh, what do you mean? Like chulent, choices are like chulent. Say, you don't know. You have to accept, let go of control. Get out of this control freak mentality. You don't know. I know a lot of people have this control thing. I need to know, I need to know. Let me tell you, because you know you're gonna do a mistake. Don't don't control it. So make sure when it's come to choices, go with it. Because the journey of life is not just making the right thing. The journey of life is part of it is your mistake. Don't look at your mistake as a mistake. Look at the mistake as part of your journey. Don't hate your mistake. Understand, like like the Rav Nachman and Breslev say, take the mistake. Take the mistake, take it into here, talk to it, and ask it, why, why you came to me? Talk to the mistake, why you came to me? I'm suffering from anger, why, what, what do you want? What do you want to teach me this lifetime? I know there is reincarnation, I know we're coming here many lifetimes. So this lifetime, they gave you a yetzer hara, meaning evil inclination of anger. Another lifetime, they're gonna give you a yetzer hara of lust. Another reincarnation that will give you a yetzerara of jealousy. Every person will give evil inclination of different kind. But why are you hating that yetzerara? It was given to you by God. Who do you think created yetzerara? Who created the evil inclination? I hear not a lot of rabbis, a few rabbis who call the yetzerara as an entity by itself. It's not an entity by itself. It's part of God that come to you to help you. Because when you overcome it, that's how you get the reward. That's how you become the greatest. That's the yetzerara. So donate your evil side, talk to your evil side. Hello, nice to meet you. Jealousy, now talk to me, jealousy. We are here, let's work on that. Why am I have to deal with jealousy? Why am I have to deal with anger? Why I have to deal with fear? 
What is that I need to learn in this process? That's choices. So choices is not about making the right choice. It's the struggle itself is the beautiful part of our, about our life. And I see that a lot of people want to get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. Why are you getting rid of your problem? Your problem is there to make you grow and with the time it will go away. Also, I will tell you another thing that I learned that some of us has more than one problem. Some people has one problem and that's it. Some people have, let's say, three problems. Which one you fix first? It's a question, right? What do you think about it? What do you think? What do you think? Please. Very good. Very good. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. And uh, my mentor, the, the same guy from uh, Williamsburg, and I was working on always, uh, uh, my nature is to go against. Let's say if I have now a problem with my ankle for three months, so I'm going against, I'm going to do it stronger. Until today, I went to a doctor. That's it. I couldn't take it anymore. I went to a doctor. So what have you done? I said, I tried to win it. Uh, I know I can do it. No, it's getting worse, you say. So, okay, what do we do now? So, yeah, the physical therapy. So the easy part, once you fix one part of yourself, now left for you two, don't go for the toughest one because if you are like me, you're usually going to go for the tougher one. You're going to waste time. You're going to do well, and then you're going to crush. And well, and you're going to crush. If you feel you're, you're suffering from that syndrome like I went through, up, and then crush so bad. Up, and then crush again. Go and take a different mitzvah to work on. Go work on different issue. And then by working on different issue, it's eventually you will have the merit to work on the second one. And that, that's, that's I, when I start my spiritual journey, I didn't know that. And... Uh, for you, it's come easy, but for me, it didn't come that easy. Is that clear for everybody? Okay. Now, um, because of uh, choices, I want to read to you a section from the Zohar that talk about the choices Avraham made. And look at that. Come and behold and see the beauty about how humble was Avraham. Even God spoke to him. He told them Zdom and Gomorrah, the screaming there of negativity is the worst. By the way, if you don't know what happened to Zdom and Gomorrah, they have one rule, not to share. It was one rule. If you share charity, they will kill you. You can't give charity. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to give. You're not allowed to be kind. So it's the opposite of Chesed. It's all Gvurot. Look at Avraham, they say. God is telling him, I'm about to destroy this whole city. I'm about to destroy this whole city. Avram can say, hey, listen, my nephew is there. You know, like a good Jewish boy. Hey, my nephew is in Brooklyn. Can you get him out of here? No. Avram doesn't ask about how to save Lot. And that's what makes Avram special. Look at the choice you make. Sometimes people give you an opportunity uh, to give you everything. Do you right away think about Ola and Israel? Or you are always thinking about your need, your little need, your thing. He said, I don't want reward for the thing that has been attached to me. It's a very beautiful thing that the Zohar is teaching us. A lot of time, when you make choices, the choices is being made on what? Based on what? Based on your need. And when it's based on your need, every time you are going after what you want and what you need, you're creating a black hole in your personality. And yes, you might achieve what you want, but you will be very miserable. Achieving all your goals doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you happy. 
It's not going to make you happy. Overcoming what's difficult for you to overcome always make you happy. So if you're searching for happiness, it doesn't matter the size of your kippah, your beard, your tzitzit, the tefillot, the tefillin, the shabbat, the seudot, the tzedakah. It will not help you because this is all has to do with giving. What you overcome, that's the foundation of happiness. You have to remember that. Please, please remember that because you're going to listen and listen and listen. But if you don't get those, this little point, you're going to just be like, you know, we Jewish, we've been around for the last 2,000 years. I don't know if you know about it. I have to tell, remind you. It was a temple in one point, you remember, 2,000 years ago? And since the temple, nothing happened. I don't know if you know that. Nothing. The temple's still not there. So that's when we, we're not getting it right. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I hope, I hope, I want to I depress you a little bit. Because if you don't get depressed, you don't get awake. If you're always happy, you're going to fall asleep. But if you are depressed, you're going to wake up. Right? If you have somebody in the street chasing you with a gun, you're going to change something. You're either going to learn to run faster, fight faster, something faster. But if there is no misery, then there is no awakening. Uh, we need to understand it. Like, we got we to gotta make, we got to choose that fire in your personality. And there is no such a thing, oh, this person have a fire personality. Lie. Nobody has a fire personality. No human being. The circumstance is causing you to have a fire personality. If you have fire personality, you actually, it's serving your own selfish need. That's how you use a fire personality. But if you have a fire personality for the sake of others, that's Avram. So Avram, instead of asking with his fire personality for everybody, for, for his lot, he asked for everybody. So God saw that he didn't ask for lot. You know what God? He sent him two special angels. God did that. He said, I have, he had a chance to tell me, please save my nephew. And he said, nothing. He only begged God, please, at least if there is 10 people, God say no. So God sent himself to angel. What does it mean for you about your children, your grandchildren, your wife, your husband, your friend, your partner? What does it mean to you? It means that a lot of time we feel like there is a need. I got to save my little Yosef, my little Moshe, my little Hannah, my little Rachel. What about the rest? What about the rest? Well, the rest have other people to pray for them. It doesn't work like this in Judaism. I'm sorry to tell you, it doesn't work like this. In Judaism, is collective. We are the human of collective. That's what Judaism is. How do I know it? There is something called Arvut. Bnei Israel arevim The Jewish people are work as a as a unity team. They don't work as an individual. We need to remember that. On Mount Sinai. Why we receive the Torah on Mount Sinai? Why we couldn't receive it in the time of Avram? We have Avram. <laughs> Who can be more than Avram? You know that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went to the mountain to receive the Torah, the angel wanted to kill him. You know what God has to do? He removed his face, his skin. Like he removed the whole thing and he put on his face clastar shel Avram. He put on his face a mask of Avram. And then the angel moved. Oh, oh, oh it's Avram. We're not talking to him. Moshe, no, they want to kill him. Avram, no, 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 no. He's the one who feed the angel. We can't say nothing. Right away, every let, everybody let Moshe go. So Avram, give the Torah in his time. Aha! Because in his time, it was not enough people to work on Amechad Levechad, to work as one nation, one heart together. Because it was not possible to do the Arvut with one person. Arvut, you need more than one person. And I'm going to read to you Ma'amar Arvut 
פורמן בוקול מתן תורה, eventually our people working on putting this book into English, will take some time, because of me I delay it, because I need to translate a different book. וזהו דבר הערבות. This is the idea of ערבות, this מצווה. Every Jew has a מצווה called ערבות, and we are part of ערבות. אשר כל ישראל נעשו ערבים זה לזה. We must understand we have to care for one another. By the way, there is a mitzvah, for example, most people don't know it. If you don't live in Israel, you have to give money for a certain school there that study Torah. You have to. You look at the mitzvot, after that you have to. You have to. If you need uh, some yeshivot where to give to, ask Debbie, we can tell you where to send it to, and who to help, which rabbi to help, we, where they study, where they teach. So we, we know it because we deal with it in Israel. And we will show you. So second thing, let's say right now there is a problem in Israel and it's called Milchemet Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah war because in Ilchot Arambam, the Rambam when he's talking about war and the Rambam when he talk about the whole idea of, of war in Israel or against the Jewish people, you know, how do we help each other? People don't know how to fight, fight. People don't know how to cook food, cook food. People don't know how to send money, send money. We all need to be Arvim Zelazeh. כי לא ניתנה להם התורה בטרם שנשאל כל אחד ואחד מישראל. Before the Torah was giving, every Jew who was there in Mount Sinai was asked that question. אם מסכים לקבל עליו את המצווה של אהבת זולתו. Voice from heaven, from God came. He said, before I give you the Torah, there is one mitzvah before. You want to know what the mitzvah before? Are you willing to love your brother and sister? Can you imagine that was the first question from God? Are you willing to love each other? Why? Because the Torah cannot come to an existence if we don't love each other. We can study Torah, we can be knowledgeable, we know it by heart. I know people who, who they can look at the Gemara in the book, memorize the whole thing. Everything. Unbelievable. It's so beautiful to look at them. But in the other hand, is that enough? No. The question is, are you willing to practice love the neighbor as thyself? And every person needs to know who in the city they have an issue with. And they have to break it through. You know, they have to, they have to, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I'm connecting to that individual. I have to. I have to. What about if a husband and wife are not getting along and they want to hate each other? That's a different story. That's more romantically. And let's say they don't want to be together, divorce, blah, 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 the whole thing. It's okay. She went her way. He went that way. Because divorce in Judaism, the only religion where uh, uh, divorce is a mitzvah. Not only wedding is a mitzvah. Divorce is a mitzvah. That's why there is a whole section in the Talmud called Gittin. Divorce is a mitzvah. Why is that a mitzvah? Very simple. Because if the husband who married to a woman that she's not belong to him and he's staying being married to her, when she needs to find her soulmate, he has to die. So that's why divorce is a mitzvah. Most people don't know that that's the reason, but that's the real reason why it's a mitzvah. So when a woman wake up in the morning and said to her husband, I don't want you anymore, I always tell the husband, get out of there. You're in danger. So what? I said, if the woman don't want you, get out. For that reason, in the Jewish religion, if the woman don't give a divorce, it's not a divorce yet. It's not the men who give a divorce. Women give a divorce in Judaism. I don't know if you know that. A man can be threat if he doesn't give a divorce. The halacha, the, the Jewish law, maybe you don't know it, but if you look at the, after that, you're gonna laugh. Look at the Google, it's, the halacha is there. If you have a man who doesn't want to give a divorce to his wife, they send him to rabbi to talk to him nice and that. And then if this is not nice, they tend to birionim, two large people with 
something in their hand, and they actually read to him from the Gemara, from the Talmud, say, Yadu Alecha, you know that we are here not to hurt you, we have nothing against you, but according to the law, if you don't give the divorce to this wife who's asking you to, she doesn't want to be with you anymore, we will have to use power just to remind you that you have to give divorce. But if the woman doesn't give divorce, the man, the man is not divorced. She decides if the divorce. They don't do nothing to the woman if she doesn't want to get divorced. It's very interesting. Like it, it, people think it's very chauvinistic, the Jewish religion, which it's not. I mean, if you look, who was the most powerful uh, people till Moses? The women, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Leah. You don't feel the, the men. You feel women, 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 Moshe. That's it. And be, be aware of that. I mean, if you look the whole time, you have women who are the winner. Uh, it's not my words, it's Rabbi Isaac Louis' word. שנישאר כל אחד בחד מישראל מסכים לקבל את המיצוא של אהבה אהבה צולתו בשיעור הכתוב ואהבה לחקה כבורה בכל שיעור דהיינו שכל אחד בחד יקבל על עצמו לדאוג what is that mean to accept each other or to love each other look what the rules included לדאוג to care ולעבוד בעד כל אחד מחברי האומה and to work for the other person למלות כל צרכיו to fulfill all their need לא פחות ממה שהודבה באדם לדאוג בעד צרכי עצמו so you're making a list of all the things you want and you start supplying that to another human being. You cannot supply it just for you. What about your need? How do you make choice about your need? Tonight is about choice. Well, you don't. If you have, it's called Uma Shlema, and there is Rabbi Mordechai Scheinberger, he's not feeling what Hashem give him blessing. He's the last rabbi who give me the smicha for Kabbalah, because there is smicha regular rabbi, and there is smicha just for Kabbalim, just for Kabbalist. So he just, he just gave me the one. Uh, and he tested me, tough test, but Hashem, everything is okay, passed it. And uh, so he called, he, he has a lecture, they call it Auma. He built the yeshiva in Eretz Israel, one of the largest one for Kabbalah, it's called Oraganuz. And he's, he's, he's old, he's the last student of Rabbi Bradwein, that's it, it's the last, last one that left from that generation. And may Hashem give him a long life. And uh, when he talk about that, he's saying, that uh, because he know what I'm doing here, he know what I'm doing outside of Israel, is to build a group of people. Let's say, let's say we are knowing each other now for one year. We have to care about one another, but we can never care about my own need. The rest of the group know your need, it's in the list, they care of your need. So you're always busy doing for others, but you can never take care of your own need. Coffee is gonna be served to you. Food will be served to you. Everything you want will arrive to you without you even moving a finger. Like, like in Passover, I don't know if you know the, the halacha on Passover, you cannot pour your own wine. You, you, the wine has to be poured by another person. You know that, right, about Passover. You cannot mozeg, lo mozeg Somebody else has to pour the wine for you. Why? Because that's how the Mashiach gonna look like. We are not taking care of, no need for ourselves. You need socks, they get you socks. You need pants, you get you pants. That's a beautiful chevra. It's called Ma'amar Ha'uma. And he write like this. So when they say Na'aseh V'nishma, what does it mean Na'aseh V'nishma? We will do and we will listen. Are she'kol echad m'israel na'aseh arev sh'lo yachsar davar ma'ala shum chaver m'chaver ha'uma. They all were unified that nothing will be missing. Now, I know it sounds like communism to some of you, and uh, or maybe socialism, but the idea you need to know. I mean that idea. Uh, like the writer is Rabbi Yudah Ashlag like, Balasulam. He write. He, he was in Poland when he wrote it down. Uh, uh, that, that was after uh, uh, First World War. Uh, 
between First World War and Second World War. So before 1922, around 1922, he wrote it. And he writes that communism could work if God was involved in it. He say that I'm giving you, you're giving me, it's not enough. I got to have a higher power. I'm giving you because the higher power command me to give to you. And for that reason, that's a good thing. But if I'm giving you, you're giving me, it's becoming a mafia. Because I'm giving you something, you're going to like me, you're going to give me two. So it's between two of us. But if it's a higher power that tell me I have to give you, that I love the neighbor as thyself, it's not enough. Love the neighbor as thyself because I was commanded by God, love the neighbor as thyself. If love the neighbor as thyself is only love the neighbor as thyself, that's not good enough. Because that is kind of, it left for me the choice to make it right, to make it wrong. But when you do love the neighbor as thyself, based on what God command you, then of course this whole idea is, is a big difference. אשר אז נעשו ראויים לקבלת התורה ולא זולת, משום שבערבות הכללית הזאת נפטר כל אחד מהאומה מכל דאגתו וצריך לגוף העונש, הוא יכול לקיים מצוות צריכת החומר כל שהוא. When you no longer need to take care of your own need, you truly can achieve the level of love the neighbor as thyself. If you still have to care about your own need, you cannot practice love the neighbor as thyself. You can, because you still have a need. You have to buy shoes, you have to buy socks, you have to go to the air salon. No. The Ummah, the people are basically taking care of you totally. And so the Paul, by the way, there is more to sit here if you want to sit. So everybody will feel comfortable. And the person is no longer afraid not to have something. You're not afraid not to have something because you're going to have it. The rest of the group taking care of you. If we not practice that, love the neighbor as they serve among us, then there is no choka arvut, then the arvut is been cancelled. Arvut can only work if I'm taking care of the ummah, I'm taking care of everybody. Nothing for me. Nothing. And while I'm, let's say I need to feed you. I'm taking a plate and I don't know, sushi, and I'm going around, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? I want to serve you. I need it, please, I need it, please, I'm begging you, I need it. So, okay, give me some salmon, salmon, tuna, I put, here, what do you need? In the meantime, while I'm taking care of everybody, everybody also taking care of me. So if there is 10 people in the room, one is taking care of nine, nine is taking care of one, another one is taking care, yeah, it's everybody taking care of everybody. In Hasidut, you know, actually on Purim, on Purim, when you do Bishloch Manot, in Bikra Siduyot, you know, you're not allowed to give directly. You give to him, to give to her, to give to this, to give. So everybody is in a giving mode because Bishloch Manot, most, most people don't do it enough. Bishloch Manot is a must. It's a must, and I don't think people do it enough. Let's say if you have a building like that and you want to give to everybody. So you're going around the mezuzah, you know what the apartment building is, and you start giving. Wherever you live, you better give more than one, two, three people. Give. Give, Mishloch Manot. You know, Mishloch Manot, your all parnasa, your all money depends on Mishloch Manot. And most people don't even know it. In, in fact, from the beginning of Adar, you better walk with cash in your pocket. And on the day of Purim, make sure you walk with cash in your hand and whoever asks you for money. Even you know this person is Ganav. You know for sure he's a thief. You give him money. How come? Why only on Purim? Because Purim is called in Kabbalah Yesod the Abba, meaning it is an extension of energy that lasts for the whole year. And when you give it, you become the extent. 
giving from above, they're opening the channels, meaning you're going to get money even if you don't deserve it because you give to people that don't deserve it all. So it's all circle, but it's all about circles all the time. Why you do what you do? That's answer. They couldn't receive the Torah on Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov until they were coming from out of Egypt. So why they couldn't do it in Egypt? Why they have to wait until they get out of Egypt? Because Egypt doesn't talk about land called Egypt. The word Egypt in Hebrew, you call it Mitzrayim. From the word Metzar. Metzar, you know Metzar. Metzar means narrow. Narrow. What is the king of uh, uh, Egypt? Pharaoh. How do you say neck? The back of the neck in Hebrew. Oref. The same letter as Pharaoh. Oref, Pharaoh, same letter. Ken, Oref. So the narrow part of your body, right, is the neck. You know that, right? The narrow. If you want, let's say, to you wear, uh, buy a pants. You don't have to wear the pants. Just close the pants, zip it up, and just do it like this. That's the size of your, exactly what you need. That's So your neck, actually, is basically the narrow part of the body. That's the Mitzrayim. That's Ashkenazi, for example, put the neck on uh, on the on the plate. Like this is the neck of Mitzrayim, and you're burning it. You're burning it. You know, some Sfaradim putting the Zroa. They put like an old lamb arm to put it there. So... The, the whole idea of if they were doing it while they were in Egypt, they were still busy with what? What the Egyptian good for? Pyramid. What does the pyramid look like? A missing Magen David, meaning all of the above is coming to me. What does Magen David mean? It's called Maim Nukvim too. Maim Nukvim meaning from below to above, meaning this way as well. For me, to above, from above to me. That's a Magen David. That's why the Freemason, who adopt a lot of the thing from the Jewish people, if you look at the sign of the Freemason, they also have that uh, thing, you know, that look almost like Magen David. So when they were in Egypt, they couldn't practice love the neighbors. They said they couldn't because all Egypt was not about the slavery thing. People think it's a slavery. Oh my God, they built the pyramid. I don't think they were in the, in the area of the pyramid even physically. But the slavery was that they were educated to be slave to their selfish agenda. Every person was about me, 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 me. What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? If you look at the, at, after they leave, left Egypt, what is the complaint about? What is the main complaint? Zacharnu et adaga, we remember the fish. Zacharnu et kishuim, we remember the zucchini. Zacharnu et betzalim, v'ashumim, v'avetachim, chinam. We remember all of what we receive in Egypt for free. It was almost living in Costco and you get everything you want for free. It sounds like a good deal. No. In Judaism, it was considered the worst deal, getting things for free. It's what's killing you. Earning make you happy. Receiving make you miserable. Everything that you receive will not make you happy until you earn it. That's why you see a lot of time children who are born to very wealthy family getting everything Father, I want a car. Hey, I have a Bentley. Is Bentley okay for you? A Bentley from last year. No, no, I want a new Bentley. I don't like the old Bentley. Okay, get you a new Bentley. And again, get a new Bentley and the kid's still miserable. You know why? Because he never get a chance to earn it. And that's the one part that parents don't get. Teachers don't get. You want the kids to be happy? Can How can I make my kids earning what he got, what she got? That's how you make people happy. And also for us, my friend, I know we don't, kids, but maybe you are, 
grown-up kids, all of us. So every time we are not earning something, we're going to feel miserable. We're going to feel bad. We're going to feel terrible. Why? Because earning is the name of the game. Not getting is the name of the game. Not how much money you make, how much money can you earn. Not what type of house I'm supposed to have, what type of house I can earn. Not what type of person I want to be married to, what type of person I can earn to be married to. Not what type of relationship I want. Everybody has, I hope I have that relationship and this and this and that, that, that. A list of receiving. What can you earn in that list? Can you earn it yourself? Can you do something about your personality that can change, can be transformed? And that's why the Jewish people could not receive the Torah in Egypt because there was still mix with the selfish agenda of Metzar, Tsar, Tsar mean narrow, Pharaoh mean the neck. They cannot shift the gear for getting out of the selfish agenda. And their choices was giving to the people who controlled them. That was all about me, 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 and myself. For that reason, the giving of the Torah has to wait until they get out of Egypt. So they will be Ummah. They will be a nation. They will be a Jewish nation that practice the whole idea. I have to care for you. You have to care for me. So when I hear sometimes people say, you know what? I'm going to help you. No, 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 no. Don't. Don't. You need the help. Not the person who received the help need the help. The one who gives the help need the help. If you have that stupidity idea that they teach you in what school, I don't know. Giving is not a favor. Giving is a schut, is a merit that you get. You cannot give because something is stuck in your life. If you didn't give today, something is really not working in your life. If you didn't give no good words, no postcard, no gift to nobody, not a good text to someone, you need help. If you have no guest in your house in the last months, you need help. Why you need help? Because you're not into giving. So what are you into? What are you into? Knowing another book? You're going to study that book. Then, then what? What for? What for? Read Pinocchio. will do better for you. Once you get to get close to the Torah, you have one thing to ask yourself. Are you sharing? Are you giving? For that reason, the Torah had to wait. Until we're getting out of Egypt. Until we're getting out of Egypt. A lot of people study Torah lately. And I love it. You see young boys with yarmulke. The beer growing beautiful. They trim it. It make it even bigger. They have a nice tzitzit inside, out, outside, in, like a sushi. Some people wear it on out. Some people on the inside. You never know. You know? But in the end of the day, hey, can you help me with something? Ah! I'm busy putting tefillin now. Can you help me after tefillin? Nah, I'm doing a mitzvah now. What mitzvah? Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. The way we behave with people, are we sharing, are we being generous? That's really what it's all about. Love the neighbor of yourself. And that's what the Zohar in this week parasha want to teach us. Abraham was not busy with Lot. Abraham was busy, am I practicing my sharing? Am I practicing what I'm here to do? And if I'm not practicing what I'm here to do with sharing, then what am I doing here? 2,000 years ago, it was a temple. Today, we don't have a temple. Because we think that we're supposed to be some tzaddikim. Let me tell you the bad news. None of you and none of us here in this room will be like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
If you disagree, I'm sorry, your ego is catching your, your soul. None of you women will be like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. Get over it. Get over it. You're not going to be as good as them. Sometimes you could have a, a glimpse, like you have a spark like them. Because in every generation, you're supposed to have Avram spark, Isaac spark, every generation. They're coming to our body and our soul. We're not going to be Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. It's in the Talmud. Don't try to be like Rabbi Shimon. It's a waste of time. So if we cannot do like them, why, why we are here? Why, why, why Hashem give birth to us? What is the choices I'm supposed to make? I mean, I, I, can't, I, I can't be Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon, you look at the person who's dead. He's doing, whoop, he come back to life. He want to disappear, he make his body dematerialize from this area and move to London in one second. He does it. Rabbi Isaac Luria, when he used to pray in Tzfat with his group, he said, you know what, guys? I think we should do Kabbalah Shabbat in Yerushalayim. Are you going to get to Jerusalem? Don't worry. Just hold my hand. Whoop. Ten people teleport themselves to Jerusalem. Can we do it? We cannot. So who are we? What is our mission? There is one mitzvah that left for the simple people to do. One. It's called Arvut. Love the neighbor as thyself. This part, we didn't do yet as a group. We didn't accomplish. This is the one thing. Last, The last thing. The last thing. And it doesn't seem so hard, but it's hard. I don't know if you try to work on it with every human being with people you know, with people that you don't like, and you gotta be nice. Lama, not because you do them a favor. I need to work on me. I have issues. I don't like you. I'm jealous from you, all the list. But God command me, love the neighbor as the self, and I have a choice to make. And I'm gonna make that choice to love you. Not because I'm in the mood to love you. I'm gonna grow up into loving you. I'm gonna grow up to be kind to you. I'm gonna grow up to be more and more connecting to this Am Israel, to my people. Because it's hard for me. But I'm going to find a way. And that's the one mitzvah we're skipping on. We, it doesn't seem big deal. It is a big deal. I promise you. If you decided to work on that more, I'm sure you're doing it, but a little bit more, you're going to find it. Oh, my God. Putting the feeling there, nobody bother you. Putting the seat there, you buy it in the store, put it on you. What's there for? Reading a book, reading a book. No, you finish reading the book. What else are you going to do? Read the book. Instead of Netflix, you get a book. Goodbye. But love the neighbor as thyself. That mitzvah is going to chase you. <laughs> Once, and don't, don't ask for God to help you with that until you're ready. If you, tonight, for example, you say, God, I'm willing to work and love the neighbor as thyself. The bad news about it, things will start happening to you. Weird stuff will start up. You're going to meet the wrong people in the elevator, wrong people. Wrong people in the subway, wrong Uber, wrong, wrong, the list of all the wrong possible. Tell you a story and then I'll let you go or let you eat. So yesterday, it was a lot of rain. We were stuck in New Jersey, if you know, next to the big mall in New Jersey, the famous one. And uh, having a taxi, it's a difficult to find uh, Uber, find Uber. So Debbie looked at me and looked at us and said, are we going to find Uber? We, we're soaking wet. Bad news, no umbrella. So uh, we, I have no answer. She doesn't have an answer. We're just walking in kind of thing. Suddenly I see a car that went through a disaster, like accident. Broken car. And the guy opened the window still in the old school. Can you imagine how old was the car? <laughs> yeah, I'm taxi with an accident. So Debbie, we're going to go in. She told me, Leo. So please trust me, we're going to go in. So, it's the only way out. He says taxi. He says not even Uber. We don't know. We're walking in. Of course, 
it's a disaster inside. The, it's, the orchard are broken, you know, they have holes in the, in the, the bad smell. His old pants is on, is <laughs> the taxi. So how much is it? David didn't even want to talk. I said, David, that's a good price. I'm not good at pricing. I go to my wife, say, it's a good price. Say, it's a good price. So we're getting into the car and we're driving. So he said, uh, of course, it's the wrong question to ask in those days. He looked at me, from all people, he said, where are you from? Where are you born? <sighs> and Debbie, you know, I said, I'm born in Israel, born and raised in Israel. So I'm from Lebanon. And then he said, you speak Arabic. I said, I speak a little bit, you know. And uh, we have a conversation. <laughs> One hour, it was good in the end. It was good. And I said, thank you for saving my life. I gave him an extra tip. In, in the middle, he said, listen, I can only take cash. I said, we don't have cash. We do have credit card. He said, no, but if you want to pass the money to somebody, I owe him a lot of money. You can pass. I give you the address. You're going to give it. I said, well, well, this is getting complicated. Sometimes in life, you're going to meet those people. And you might look at them as the wrong one, but they are the right one. They have the right one. This is where the work needs to be done. And we had a great conversation. He explained to me what he think about Lebanon, about that. I explained my point of view. We talk. We actually have a conversation. And he thanked me. I thank him. I went on. He continued. When you ask Hashem to help you with love or loving people, he's not going to give you the easy one. He's going to give you the nightmare. The one who taking your soup. The one who take your bag by mistake. Because there is a work that needs to be done. There is a spiritual work that needs to be done. And until we don't make choice to make it happen, we will read all the Torah. We will read all the Kabbalah. We will read everything. But if we're still not practicing love the neighbors thyself, we're going to lose it. We're just going to lose it, unfortunately. And I hope and I wish and I desire for all of us to leave this room tonight with Text some people that you have an issue with. Text them. Don't wait until tomorrow. Please don't. Even text them while you're sitting here. Go text them. And I will tell you what. I teach you a trick. Instead of doing meditation with you, I will teach you a trick. It works for every human being. There is something called the three-column tricks. It's called Chesed Gvorat I will explain to you how it works. You are A. The other person is B. Okay? Now, you giving to B. A giving to B. But for the sake of receiving from C. C will be the creator. So the creator is giving you what you're looking for. Some of you soulmate, some of you, I don't know, money, some of you peace of mind, some of you happiness. You want that, that can come from the creator. If you give to B and expecting B to give you something, you lost the deal. If B smiled to you while you give it, you lost the deal. No gain can happen while you give it. Zero gain if you want to make it right in that system. Meaning I'm giving you something and I want nothing from you, zero from you. That's a true giving. But it's not between you and me. It's between me and God. It's between C and me. Meaning C can only give you, it's called Maim Nukvi, Maim Duchin, that's a deep concept in Kabbalah. C can only give you while you're giving to the other person. So when you're giving to the other person, the result of it, the result of it, you're allowed to ask things that you can never have from God. You're allowed. It's kosher, no problem. It's not even selfish. But it's one condition that when you're giving to the other person, you don't think you're doing them a favor. They're actually doing you a favor. 
And second, you're not looking for reward from them. Not a smile, not a thank you letter. I know a lot of people who give sometimes waiting in their post office for some thank you letter, appreciation, gratitude. I love you. Thank you for what you're doing. It's amazing. You changed my life. No, 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 no. That's, that's the problem. No, no, it's not good. Looking for the creator gift. It's called the three-column system. The three-column system has many layers to it. That's one of them. My friend, no meditation tonight, so thank you so much for coming. If you have any questions, you can approach me. Uh, if you need to know anything, we have some uh, food there. Please eat. We don't want to be stuck with some sushi, so eat a lot. Okay? And birthday to me. Oh, happy birthday to me. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Halloween party. We have Halloween. We have Halloween. Wow, this is a big cake. What are we going to do with the size? We couldn't find a bigger size than that? Maruch Hashem. It will be as big as New York. Ay, 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 ay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So in Kabbalah, we're not supposed to blow the candle because the candle is Ner. Ner is Neshama Ruach. Nen and Ruach. Ruach means wind. Ruach also means spirit. So you can do Fu. You cannot do Fu. So you can use the hand or you can use your finger. And um, I mean, the whole idea of the cake, there is a question if Kama Yehudi is a Kabbalah, but that's a different story. I mean, it brings Ava. It brings Ava among us. It brings love among us. It brings unity among us. It brings uh, us to connect to one another. And that's the most important thing. So Bezad Hashem, by me uh, uh, blowing off all the candle, Bezad Hashem, that all the enemy will be disappear like me, moving my hand like this. And Bezat Hashem, that, uh, that the candle, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam, that the candle of Hashem will shine on Bnei Israel, especially my brother and sister in Eretz Israel in Israel, that uh, doing so much and contributing so much and uh, that uh, basically that Hashem will put in the brain of the of the non-Jewish people, love toward the Jewish people, because that's, that's really what it's all about. And right now there is... Uh, uh, it's not radical Islam anymore. It's not Hamas, it's not Palestinian. I'm saying it for a long time and everybody quiet me down for many years. And I say the way that Islam has been educated, you know, it's the problem. You know, if you, those of you know the Quran, I say it in the beginning, it's not like that. So I, I mean, that's my wish. My wish that uh, they let us do our job because uh, it's written in the Quran, in the New Testament, in the Bible, without the UD. Without the Jew doing the spiritual work, the whole world will be a disaster. Not just for the Jew, for all the nations. It will be a disaster. You have to let the Jew do the spiritual work. And through that, it actually will be a great time for everybody. So I'm asking Hashem, if I'm allowed to ask, you know, that you allowed us uh, be, be, be spiritual and allow the people of Israel and allow all the people that have been kidnapped, you know, those babies and children and mothers and elderly that, uh, it's more than three weeks. They're waiting for the family member. You know, um, they look at the, at the at the passport. They look in the picture, and, and they're not there. It's painful. It's painful, and it's not that far, and you cannot get them back. It's painful. So, Hashem, if I'm allowed to ask, may may the miracle that happened tonight, that they bring the ball back home, and Bezal uh, Hashem, only good news. Amen.